Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. We're unpacking Journey of the Soul. And it's so fun to have all of you following Jesus with us through the Christ stages. And gosh, it's just been great to interact with you on, gosh, you know, emails and Facebook and Instagram and churches we're speaking at and just love your questions, your comments, and just the way that you're leaning into Jesus and uh, using your the things that you're learning to help other people in their journey of the soul. And here we are, Christy, holding the, the book now. The first time we got the, the real book, we, we've had one we printed out at Kinko's uh, quite a while ago, but it was, wasn't quite the final copy. Now we got the real book, both of us in our hands, and uh, it's like, wow, a lot, lot of work went into this, years and years. And so I kind of feel like a first-time author all over again, even though I've written a bunch of books. But it's, it's been a while, and this project is the, the, for sure the one we've invested the most in. It was really exciting yesterday when we showed up to Mariner's Church to speak to their small group leaders, and we saw a table with stacks and stacks of, of the books because they were giving them to all their small group leaders, and it was just like, oh, it's real. Like, it's really getting out there now, finally. It was, yeah. That was, I, I felt this leap of joy as I saw that. Yeah, so we'd love to, to come to your church, or it's easy to do now. One of the benefits of the pandemic is we've all learned that, you know, there's a lot of stuff we can do over Zoom and video and so forth. And so we, we can speak to your church and help your church uh, go deep in the journey of the soul and walk with Jesus through the stages of faith and learning about emotional and spiritual growth. And uh, if you want to learn more about that, just go to journeyofthesoul.org. And that website is all devoted to the book and it's filled with resources for you and lots of freebies like uh, videos for each of the each group meeting that we can help you lead as a small group or if you're just going through it with a friend we've got playlists of worship songs contemporary christian songs for each of the christ stages is a fun way to learn them we've got a leader guide that just lays it out real simple for you how to uh, lead a small group or how to lead a friend through journey of the soul we've got soul talk cards like we're going to share in just just a minute here we've got if you're a pastor we've got or a Bible study teacher, we've got uh, sermon or message notes for you laid out. So lots of resources to help you dig in deeper and learn about the journey of your soul with Jesus. And so, uh, Christy, I got a soul talk question for you. I'm just pulling out, uh, friends, I'm just pulling out one of the cards from our deck of cards. These are called uh, soul talk cards for journey of the soul. And so for each of the stages, we've got a a few different cards. And this one is yellow. It says confidence in Christ, because that's what we're talking about today. And it's got a symbol of a church on it because that's so often where we come to faith in Jesus is through the church or the people of the church. And you turn the card over and the scripture is Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. So he is first in everything. I love that verse. That's Colossians 1.18, the preeminence of Jesus. And then the soul talk question there is, what was your first experience with church like? Well, my first experience with church was as a baby being taken there by my parents because I was born into a family that were very committed to their church and really loved their church and appreciated the church. And so I was blessed to be taken to the church from the very very earliest days of my life. And I do have first memories of church of being in the nursery 
at the church and loving when they brought out the vanilla wafers and, <laughs> and milk that we would That's get. what helped you put confidence in Christ was the vanilla wafers and milk. <laughs> but I also just felt loved. I felt loved and safe there That's in right. a way. It was like a second family for me at church. And so church was a place where I remember feeling very confident very safe, very protected, very mm. nurtured and loved. And I'm really grateful by that. And I, I experienced, I mean, I can still even tell you, Sunday school teachers that made a real impression on me and just feeling like they showed me God's love. And personally, I felt loved by them. I felt known by them. I, I felt cared for by them. I felt protected by them. And so there were just ways that I experienced very early on in church a lot of grace. Yeah, and the sticky love that we talk mm-hmm. about for the C stage, that hesed love, hesed is uh, Hebrew for God's mercy, and what it really means is sticky love, you know, bonding, attaching love and that relational connection. So you had that from a lot of different people, which helped you put your confidence in Jesus as the, the best and the brightest and the Lord and the lover of your soul. Yeah, I would say that it, it, this might sound romantic to some, but this was really true for me, that church, the building, the people being there felt very similar to going to my grandparents' house. Mm -hmm. It was another part of the family, and it was a special place. I love that. You know, for me, one of my early memories was my dad was an elder at the church, which was in our neighborhood. I could walk there and often did. And he had a key to the building. And in the building was a basketball court. And I love to play basketball. (laughs) And so one of my early memories was like, this is so cool. Like I can go in and play basketball when nobody else is around in this awesome court here because my dad's an elder, you know, and he knows the pastor and he prays with the pastor. And so it just gave me a real high esteem for my dad and the pastor and the elder board because it's kind of like they spoke my language, which was basketball and I got to play and and we we played basketball in Iwanas and so that that made me want to go and then I got to learn bible verses and be a part of the life of the church things that you were growing and developing in and valuing and good at were valued there and that helped you to feel valued and important like you belong yeah I th- I, it's incarnational ministry really yeah. you know when you, it's important if you're into basketball that you can see Jesus playing basketball with you mm-hmm. that's you know? right Whatever it is that we're doing, that we realize that the risen Christ is in our midst and we can do that with him. And so I was beginning to learn that even as a boy. Well, and this is what happens in the sea stage. We, we find a connection usually to Christ through his body. It's, it's the body of Christ that is very important for our growth and supporting our journey of the soul in the sea stage. And that's why we have the church as the symbol for the sea stage, because we really need the body of Christ. I mean, if we're going to experience God's love, we need it incarnated. And only Jesus does that perfect. He's the, the ultimately the only one that we need. But he said, you are the light of the world, speaking to you know us people. And so we need to shine his light so that people can experience that sticky love of God. Because sometimes it's hard to get through the prayer and um, uh, Bible reading that we do. And so we need it uh, fleshed out in our relationships. Well, the C stage is the first stage. It's where we're first coming to know Jesus. We've named it Confidence in Christ because we're using C-H-R-I-S-T, the name of Christ for each of the stages. It, it's because it's all centered around Jesus, our Messiah, the Christ, and because it's an acronym that really helps us remember this order of the way that God grows us because we have a spiritual development, a spiritual formation 
that we're going through in our journey of our soul, the way God created us, just like we have a cognitive development, an emotional development, a, a, there's a relational development in our marriage, you know, and, and these all fit together, we found. Yeah, we did a lot of research for you listening, uh, many years actually of research as uh, I'm a psychologist and so I'm a researcher, Christy is a therapist, so through our work with people in, in the office as therapists and then later as spiritual directors and then just tons of books and classes, we looked at lots of different models of psychological development and emotional relational development and related that to the stages of faith, which have also been researched and synthesized all that, you know, most especially with the scriptures, of course, to come up with the Christ model. It integrates so beautifully. It's it's such a beautiful picture of God's truth where you, you find it one place and it's validated another That's place. Right. And we kept finding that in all the research on development. And we let each of the models speak to each other because they had different things to say. So things like the key issue in our stage that we'll be talking about later is our identity in Christ. And you get that from uh, Eric Erickson, James Fowler's work on the stages of faith. And I was going to put it in the H stage. Uh, and the H and R stage overlap, but I realized, no, we need to go with the psychological research that really, it's as we're using our gifts and we're stepping out to do things, that's what really can bring the consolidation of our identity, and that's where we're tempted to get off track and with a false identity and you know an e ego basis. So many different things like that where one model informed the other to help us really uh, be, be true and clear in the way God has made us. And then we've talked about how Scripture, the Bible, this model's in Scripture. It's it's scripturally in there and researched in different expressions and ways, and it all correlates. Yeah, it's fun. In each chapter, we're drawn on different Bible heroes. So let's talk about uh, an example here. So uh, we had a, a great conversation just this morning, Christy. So there was a woman that you were discipling uh, a few years ago in the MOPS group, uh, Mothers of Preschoolers, and she was in the C stage. Tell us about her. Yeah, well, Kathy, she had so much love for Jesus. She was just so enthusiastic and so filled with joy. And she was a new Christian. She had just put her confidence in Christ as a young mom. She had, uh, her sister had become a Christian and invited her to church. And she was, she was an alcoholic at that point. And of course, she didn't realize, you know, that, that she needed Jesus. She had been in AA a little bit, but she hadn't quite seen Jesus to be her higher power until her sister accepted Christ and invited her to church. And she got so enthusiastic and on fire for the Lord. And I just loved her joy. And I remember mm -hmm. the way that she would tell her testimony. I remember the way just being with her and she would just say, oh, I just can't tell you how much God's forgiveness means to me. And mm. I just wake up every day and I just pinch myself to think I've been forgiven. And I've, I live now with all this mm. grace and forgiveness. And yeah. she's like, it's, it's better than any Christmas I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and, you awesome. know, I mean, she just, she was like a kid on Christmas morning and rapping like, you know, what mm -hmm. she'd always dreamed and wanted her whole life and didn't know could exist. And this was energizing for you because you're discipling her and mentoring her, listening to her, praying for her. It was so energizing to me because at the time I was in responsibilities in ministry. I had been a Christian my whole life. I had taken that for granted. Mm. I I had kind of lost sight of the gift of God's grace and forgiveness and how how much that means when you're so in touch with your sin and your desperate desperation. And at this point, I'd received enough forgiveness and growth and righteousness that I was struggling with a little bit of self righteousness. Yeah, trending towards some legalism, which happens after some years in our stage often. Mm -hmm. 
And so, yeah, you, you were drinking off of her enthusiasm and her delight, and she was being drawn into the, the deep uh, grace of God through Jesus. Well, and even her enthusiasm about church. You know, it was like being a kid in a candy shop for her to be at church. Right. Here's you know, a safe place with people that are, have good values, and they love me, and we're, we're doing stuff together that's meaningful. And she just had such an appetite. She was starving for more of experience of God and to learn. And so she'd go to celebrate recovery, you know, on Wednesday Mm -hmm. nights and she was at mops every Thursday morning and she was at church, you know, every Sunday. And then she got her kids in Awanas and she'd bring them on Monday. And, you know, and she was just so excited about Mm -hmm. everything, everything, every opportunity. And people like Kathy, when we get to talk with a neighbor, a friend or someone and and help them in their spiritual journey, it, it really is infectious for us because at least speaking for, for me personally, it reminds me, well, I'm just as desperate for God. Mm-hmm. And I've maybe been taken for granted that I'm forgiven of myself. That's exactly how I felt. It was a gift to me to be around her because of that. And just recognizing it's kind of like a kid when you know, we've got a grandchild and if her little brother picks up the toy she wants. She's going to want that toy because yeah. she's forgotten about it, but she's yeah. seen how much joy it's bringing him. Well, that's kind of what Kathy was doing for me. She was reminding me of the joy in these things that I'd yeah. take for granted because they're always there and I'd experienced them. Yeah. One of the things you're modeling for us, Christy, that's so good is just the that all of the Christ stages are wonderful. That Each mm-hmm. uh, is a phase of the journey with Jesus and one is not better than the others, and this is not like a linear thing. And like, you know, if, if you're in an earlier stage, you're a lesser Christ follower or less significant or that kind of thing. Because You know, Jesus gave us one, one measurement, uh, the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we can do that at any stage, and that's what life is all about. Well, and it is fun. You know, it's part of the rejoicing with those who rejoice when you are have been walking with the Lord a long time and you begin to take it for granted or you get to begin to get caught up in earning mentality or self-righteousness or spiritual pride. And you hear and see the joy of these new Christians and their appreciation anew for it all. And it encourages us. Even last week at Church Bill, we heard a testimony of mm-hmm. somebody yeah. who had actually attempted suicide. And then he'd come to church out of just pure desperation and that this dramatic life change. And we hear these stories over and over, and it enlivens us in our faith again. And, and it humbles us because we realize, oh, yes, you know, it's all I'm taking for granted that I forget that I have. Yeah, yeah, listening to that testimony as I was hearing it, I was just praying for him, people like him in the church, and and I was just thanking God for Jesus and for the hope that we have and the life that we have and and uh, re-softening my heart to the goodness of that message. And, and another thing, you know, this week we've been listening to the uh, Journey of the Soul playlist of contemporary Christian songs for the C stage. And just listening to those 30 songs, you know, as we're in the car and going places or uh, doing other things. And it's just so fun to just celebrate the goodness of the forgiveness mm-hmm. we have in Jesus, mm-hmm. the mercy and grace and being born from above and getting involved in church and in, and in community and walking with Jesus together because it's something we need to do together. And so it's so good to understand uh, and have language for each of these stages, the feelings, the, the challenges, the opportunities, the, the ways that we can grow, the ways that we can serve in each stage, and just to celebrate that. When someone puts their confidence in Christ in this C stage, and, and we see 
them turn from darkness to light. There's often just such a, a miraculous inbreaking there in their life that they're they're so in touch with and they're sharing so much joy and enthusiasm out of it. But there also is sometimes something that can be confusing. And this was the case for me with Kathy, was that in the one hand, it was like I was admiring and looking up to her and being blessed by her enthusiasm and, and her appreciation of God's grace and forgiveness. But on the other hand, I was tempted to judge her because when I was with her sometimes at church, I would hear about, oh man, Friday night, we, my neighbors and I, we, we just all partied so hard all night and you know we got drunk and we were just hanging out. We were laughing and she'd start to tell me these stories and I was kind of like, well, that doesn't sound like the Kathy I, I I've been hearing from. What, like this? Like why would you do that? Like and and I, it's been helpful to understand the roadblocks and the temptations at each of the stages that we've come to to, to learn along our journey of the soul. That in every stage, no matter how new a Christian or mature Christian we are, we have an enemy who's seeking to still kill and destroy and devour. And so at each stage, there's temptations. And yeah. there's roadblocks that he puts different for ones us, at each different stage. ones at each stage. And for the C stage, one of those there's many at each stage, but one of those is this being torn between two worlds. And I saw that in Kathy's life. On the one hand, it was like when she was at church, that light was so evident of Christ in her. But then when she'd go back to her old habits and step back into her old relationships, she'd get pulled back down, and she'd you know listen to some music that wasn't helpful to her relationship with Christ and nurturing that. And she would, you know, forget the freedom that she had gotten needs to be nurtured and cared for. And so she'd get sloppy with her drinking. Yeah. And so, you know, we could look at uh, uh, Kathy's recovery process through the um, understanding of addiction and the way that works in the steps of recovery and that integrates with what we're talking about here in the Christ stages and particularly in the C stage with this core conflict between the roadblock of the, the soul splits or being torn between two worlds, the, the world of God and the world of darkness. And that, that conflict is resolved through the grace, the, the main grace that comes in the C stage is the, the grace of the, the hesed, sticky love of God, including through people. And so... She was going back and forth there. She was w working that out uh, in her process. And that's like right where she was supposed to be in terms of the, the journey of the soul. She was in the C stage, and that's what it's about. And so you, you were going through some emotional sort of highs and lows with Kathy as you were trying to help her. And uh, Well, and worse, actually, because I was in the R stage, I was even judging her a little bit because I was forgetting what it's like to be in the C stage and to be at that level of temptation and that torn between, you know, two worlds and having so much of your, your life before Christ and those habits still in you and not yet redeemed and not having the training and the growth and the nurturing of your faith yet. Yeah. She didn't have some of the advantages that maybe you had in terms of your early experiences in your family and your church that, that formed you in healthy patterns of life and relating and dealing with temptation. So I wish I'd had this, this understanding that I have, that we've articulated here in Journey of the Soul that I have now, because it would have kept me from judging her and it would have enabled me more to just celebrate her, enjoy her and pray for her. And, and be patient with her patient, in that struggle. Yes, instead of kind of judging her and distrusting her, and it kind of killed some of the joy 
that I had in her and her conversion and the the big transformation and her enthusiasm and excitement because I began to distrust it a little bit. So let's clarify that because I, I doubt that you uh, judged her with your words. Oh, no, no. But thankfully. what you're saying is that internally, internally. in your thoughts, mm-hmm. there was some wrestling yes. in that that uh-huh. maybe somewhat diminished your moving towards her yes. with uh, empathy and grace. And, and even my ability to pray for her and appreciate what God was doing yeah, fully Be- because life. it confused you is yes, what you're saying. Right, because I didn't understand what we've articulated here in this chapter on confidence in Christ and how in each of the stages there are this, these temptations, there are these roadblocks, there are, is a, a battle in each of the stages. And I didn't understand that. And I didn't understand the stages and that this was the first one for her and that then you know some of the things I longed for her now would be coming later. But, so I think what you're saying is what we've put in the book Journey of the Soul is helping you to like normalize that. If mm-hmm. you would have known that then, then you could have normalized, oh, this is part of the C stage. This is the spiritual warfare of the yes, stage. This exactly. is the conflict of the stage. Anyone in the C stage is going to take different expressions. Not everybody's dealing with alcoholism. It would be a different, for other people, it's a temptation to pride or dishonesty or stealing or remember, reactions to anger. Yeah, I remember it being so helpful when we started to learn this map and understand this map and it was really helpful for me at one point with our kids because I was kind of I was feeling a lot of grief and disappointment with one of our children and temptation they gave into and I was judging them and you said to me oh Christy remember they're at a war but they're this this first stage of the war between two worlds and it was like oh yes and it that was so helpful to me and it totally enabled me to switch from that judgment and disappointment to to compassion, grace, and praying for them. Mm. And so having this map has been so helpful for me in journeying with others, you know, as well as our kids. Well, and that's so good, Christy, and I hope you listeners can hear this. What you're doing there is the most important way to love somebody, whether it's your child or uh, somebody you're discipling or a friend or whoever it is, uh, people that you're teaching or preaching to. The most important way we love people is when we pray for them. Yeah. And so what you're saying is that understanding the conflict that our child was having in that stage of their faith development helped you to pray more specifically mm-hmm. and to be Christ's ambassador in that way. Right. And to, to understand it, kind of normalize the battle and what it feels like, put myself in that child's position and empathize with what it feels like to be torn between two worlds. Yeah. And to have that bifurcation that we see sometimes in the C stage of a church life and then a secular life. And there seems to be, you know, not much crossover or integration there yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So we're out of time. There's so much here we want to yeah. share with you. But it's it's in Journey of the Soul. We, we summarize the stages, key characteristics. We give questions, Pathfinder questions, to help you understand if what stage you're in for each stage. Key developmental dynamics and biblical insights in every stage. Practical suggestions for spiritual disciplines that will really help you progress in your journey with Jesus. Yeah, we have like um, eight or ten disciplines that we recommend based on the stage. Mm -hmm. We give trail markers that highlight the key aspects of that phase and guidebook scriptures to summarize the stage's themes. And then one of my favorites is soul care practices. We're praying scripture to grow in God's grace at each stage. It's tailored right to where you're at at that stage. And then the the questions, which we did one of today, and a packing list for the next stage to kind of get, be aware of what you're touching into because 
whatever stage you're in, you're having touches in to the next stage. Yeah, and, and moving towards the next stage in God's time and God's way is a blessing because each of these stages are like different uh, containers for manifestations of God's life. And so there does come new opportunities and new blessings as we move into another stage. So it is a good thing. It doesn't, it doesn't in and of itself make, it, make us better or more mature, as I said, because that comes down to how we're loving God and neighbor and uh, receiving God's love for our own self as part of that. But it does facilitate new and deeper opportunities in our, in our intimacy with God uh, if we do the work of that stage that we're in and get in sync with the Spirit of Jesus. So, yeah, so fun to, to be unpacking the book now. we got more to come in, in the coming weeks. And uh, so, yeah, check out journeythesoul.org if you want to lead a small group or a conversation with a friend or if you're a pastor or a Bible study leader and you want to lead a, a whole series of messages to take people through the book. Uh, you won't regret it. It's going to uh, help you and the people that you care for and lead to grow in their emotional and spiritual health and to grow uh, most of all just in our intimacy with the Lord and our ability to uh, minister his love and grace effectively. And also if you have read the book and you're reading it along with us if you would leave us a review on Amazon Goodreads that would be such a gift of love because it will enable more people to become aware of the book and to dive in and to receive God's love and grace for them. Yeah, it's such a big deal. So few people do that. But if you are listening, we just go right now onto Amazon where you got the book and just real quick make a review. That would be such a huge help. Jesus, thank you that you are our good shepherd leading us down the path of righteousness in each of these stages. You know right where we are and you're leading us right where we're next ready to be with you, to grow in you. Thank you that you draw us to you with your kindness and your grace. Thank you for the ways that you have forgiven us. Help us not to take that for granted. Thank you for the joy of being freed from darkness and brought into the light, for opening our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Oh, Lord, that we wouldn't lose this joy that we have and we're putting our confidence in you. Lord, thank you for the churches. There's so many C-stage churches that are doing a great job of helping people to put their confidence in you. We ask for your blessing upon them as well, Lord, that, that they would be contagious for you, mm-hmm. spreading the good virus of you, Jesus, and your salvation. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 